0: Blazer fans, welcome to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number 34. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And Steve, buddy, we have a lot of uh, UAB football spring practice to discuss. I believe UAB just had their first scrimmage, and Steve, you were one of the lucky ones to be able to uh, attend and get to see the guys in action in their first scrimmage, but how are you doing today, buddy?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just, uh, it was, uh, you know, a pleasure or fun to be out there and watch uh, watch this group. Uh, close grimmage, Uh you know, Coach Clark was uh, kind enough to let me come out and watch. He's always been really good to me let me do that, um, as long as I don't share a lot of,
0: <laughs> of exactly what
1: happened. <laughs> right. uh, so, you know, I can't share specifics of what happened, but, uh, you know, I will say this, I, this is a good football team, and, you know, it wasn't, uh, they're not, entirely healthy right now, like any spring. I mean, it's not different than the other spring. There's some guys that are out with, uh, you know gotten getting things fixed from last year. And, you know, right. and a few, few might've, you know, got, uh, banged up a little bit than, you know, the first part of spring practice. But, uh, you know, I, I just, um, really was, uh, really liked what I saw, you know, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, defensively, I think the numbers. There's a lot of depth on that defense, and and uh, you know, and there's a, there's some offensive depth too, it. You know, at, at some of the positions. So uh, um, where you know, it, it's you, you can't get you know too excited or, or or too you know worried about what happens in spring practice. There's a long way to go for for things to happen, but at this point, you know, I walked away from. That scrimmage yesterday saying, you know, I like where they're at right now.
0: Good. And definitely, you know, it's, it's easy to, you know, overreact or, uh, you know, to just one scrimmage. And we do, you know, have to keep in mind that, you know, it was just one, the first scrimmage. They'll have another one. Then they'll have the spring game. So, and, and you know, 15 more practices. So, it's a long uh way left for a uh, spring practice for UAB, but definitely good to hear that you, you know, overall you're liking what you're saying and just that next step towards defending that championship trophy for the 2021 season. Um, before we uh, go into the specifics of the actual spring game that you got to see, Steve, I UAB did officially announce um, a week ago uh, that Chris mole is actually going to be moving from linebacker back to safety. And I, I just, I want to get your thoughts on that, Steve. Um, but you know, me, I'm thinking that that's great for Chris Mole to him, you know, to get to play that safety position because I, you know, he's a hell of a player. We know, you know, we both know that blazer fans know that, but I think him going to that safety role is going to help him to maybe, you know, get a spot in the NFL at that, at a, at a safety position with a team.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think absolutely. And I think one thing that does, it, it really shows, uh, is going to show NFL scouts and NFL teams, you know, his versatility. I mean, here's a guy who, yes. um, you know, was a high school linebacker and played, played safety in really special teams as a true freshman. Uh, but then, you know, played the star role, which is kind of an outside, or, or which is kind of a, a hybrid. It's really a nickelback type position. Um, you know, then he goes to, um, uh, you know, the, the linebacker, inside linebacker, any, 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 um, excelled at everywhere he's been you know so oh, yeah. if, he, if he excels at safety too that just shows you know his versatility and he will excel i mean you know he, he will i will say this that safety position is good now watch out yeah i mean, <laughs> I mean he, he he's not going into a position that uh you know he's not going over there because there's no talent there i mean uh, mm-hmm. i mean there were you know there you know you're talking um you know Five, six, seven guys deep that that are really, really, really good players, and, and so much experience there. I mean, you got basically three starters returning with, mm-hmm. um, you know, well four if you if you count Dijon Turner as a star linebacker, nickelback, safety type position. But then you know you have Demond Miller who who took over for great when Grayson Cash had you know the, the uh, injury and illness problems, and then you know Will Bowler who's going to basically is three year going to be a three-year starter. Mm-hmm. So really you have three guys in cash to my Miller and bowler who, who you could say were starters last year. And, you know, then, you know, Damian Miller coming back from, from his injury, I think he's going to be able to, to, to contribute. And, you know, then of course, Dijon Turner, you know, I'm, you know, who, who to me, when, when, when they announced or when they said that Chris Mole was moving back to safety, I'm thinking I, – I thought that meant that he was going go to kind of go – really go to the star linebacker again, you know, and, and they just call it safety. Um, but he's not because the star linebacker is going to be Dijon Turner. And, I, you know, I'm thinking right. – or, or to me, you know, other than Jordan Smith maybe um, uh, and um, uh, Chris Moll and Dijon Turner were their two best defenders last year. I mean, I thought, yeah. you know, and so I thought you're going to put – the same two guys to the star linebacker, but they're not. You know, I mean, it'll be so. Moles going to be more of a, you know, he's going to be a safety, and and Dijon will probably will stay at the star line. But at least at this point, I mean, and that's what springs. That's what's great about spring practice. I mean, you can yeah. move guys. You know, you you can you can try guys here and try guys there, and if it doesn't work out, well, and, you know, on August one, August two, whatever day they start. You know they can go back to the position they were and and they'll be fine. But I mean that's not going to happen with Chris Mole. I mean he's going to be a safety and and so I love 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 what they have at safety right now. I mean it's um, I don't see anybody in this conference that has the depth of safeties that they have. I mean there's some great safeties in this conference. You know Rashad Wisdom. Oh yeah. Might you know he might be the the preseason defensive MVP when you think about it. And you know and and um, they've got some other good safeties there at, at UTSA. But I don't think anybody has the the, the quality depth that the UAB is going to have the safety position this year. So that's exciting.
0: Oh yeah. Agreed. And also, you know, another guy, Steve, that we bring in from Arizona, Troy young, you know, he's at the safety position too. So that's going to be really good. Just, just adds more depth to it. Well,
1: they moved in a cornerback and I think moved, that shows, okay. yeah. And I think that shows where, um you know, how good they are at, uh, at safety and, 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 yeah. and, um, and, and I think it shows his versatility because I think he's going to be a guy who has a chance to start at cornerback. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah. it, it's going to be a heck of a competition at cornerback, but he's uh, he's going to be a guy that has the talent to, to win a you know win a, win a spot at corner, and and so that shows you a little bit where you know what they think about their safety position and and, and what they think about him, you know. And uh, but he's as you know as of now he's playing corner, and um, you know so he's excited. He's another guy that you got to be really excited about.
0: Yes. Well, let's go ahead and switch over and talk about the offensive side of the ball. Now, UAB did make um, a couple of statements about the first spring game, about the first spring scrimmage. Uh, they did state that uh, Dwayne McBride was able to get two score, two rushing touchdowns, which is great to hear. Um, and Samaria Rudolph, Ryan Davis, uh, Lucia Stanley, uh, Terrell McDonald all each got a receiving touchdown. But I, I know, Steve, you know, we talked a little bit before uh, recording, but tell us a little about how Ryan Davis stood out to you and how he looked.
1: Oh, I you know, I think the first thing about Ryan Davis that, that stands out to me is just how much more, uh, you know, how much he's grown physically, you know. And, and you know, here's a guy who came in, um, he, was, he was a really good high, baseball player in high school and, you know, kind of was his thing. I mean, he was a really good football player too, but, you know, uh, coaches telling me after the when we were talking about Ryan Davis that uh, you know he he's never really got to work out and you know in, in in off season in in high school because he was always playing baseball and and you know in, in the strides he's made physically. You know, he's, hey, he's not a big guy, you know, and comparatively, um, right? But I mean, this is a guy who's really you know transformed his body and 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 um, you know is just. Uh, you know he's fast he's he's very quick and and you know the the one thing that I, that I like about him and I've seen this in plenty of practices and saw a little bit yesterday but um but his his first step or his first move after making the catch is just tremendous i mean he's one of those guys that catches it and boom he's you know he's 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 got the quickness and he picks up speed really fast so he you know he just he was he, he he's just a guy who's really um has grown into the role now you know and and he showed some flashes last year and he made a great catch against louisiana um along the uh along the home sideline there for about 25 yards really went up and got the ball and i think he caught three balls maybe all year but you know he was also a guy that um missed that rice and marshall game for covid reasons uh, yeah. uh, or tracing reasons right. and um honestly he probably would have been the guy that, uh, had the chance over Samario Rudolph, you know,
0: yeah. I mean, he
1: probably would have been the guy playing that position. Uh, uh but you know, in, in, hindsight, you know, I hate it for Ryan Davis, but I'm, 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 I'm glad that it worked out the way it did. Cause then all of a sudden now Rudolph's in the picture and now Ryan Davis also is in the picture. And so, right. um, but I mean, I just, I really think Ryan Davis is poised to, uh, you know, do some big things, you know, and, and again, I think, you know, physically he's just a different guy, you know, than he was certainly a couple of years ago when he came in. Right. And uh, so, you know, I think that, um, I, th- I think they're, they're excited about where he is right now.
0: Right. And that's, I mean, that's definitely great to hear because, you know, wide receiver was just one of those positions that, you know, I guess worry is the, uh, a bad word to say, um, like we were worried about, the position with Myron uh, Mitchell leaving and Austin Watkins leaving. But it's, you know, it's great to see Ron Davis and, you know, Samara Rudolph and, you know, Shropshire during that Marshall game really took off. Um, It's great to see, you know, him do well. Um, But it's great to see, you know, Ron Davis kind of emerging as maybe one of the top guys on that wide receiver unit.
1: Yeah. I mean, he could be potentially could be, I mean, I think right now he is, you know, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, and, you know, I, I think that sometimes, um, you know, I, I, not worry, but just, um, it's just, a, it's the fear of the unknown, you know, yeah, right. I mean, That's, yeah. you, you know, going into this last year, you know, um, or you do, you had two NFL quality or capable receivers, you know, right. and, and, and you knew where it was going to happen. You didn't really know what the other number, you know, who else was going to step up, but in a way you went, who cares? You know, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll find somebody, um, you know, now you don't, you, you don't have that on paper. You know, you have Swapshire coming off, a, you know, a tremendous championship game, and he showed his ability. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to have to do it consistently, you know, um, yes. uh, you know, all year long. But, but you know, what you lose sight of a little bit is um, there, there's there's different ways to skin a cat. You know, I mean, you, you know, right. you worry about wide receivers, but but you you know you can't forget you got you got Hayden Pittman, you got Garrett Prince, you got Terrell McDonald, who had a touchdown catch yesterday, and you got Malik Bryant. You know, mm-hmm. so you got some 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 really good athletic type uh, tight ends that you can do different things with. You know, I mean Garrett Prince was a was a junior college receiver, slot guy. You know, uh, <laughs> um, Hayden Pittman's shown the ability to get downfield and catch the ball. Malik Bryant, you know, didn't really get a chance to show it last year, but I think he he will this year. Trey McDonald's a great athlete. I mean, so there's different ways. And then you got, you know, coming out of the backfield, you know, you, you have some options. And 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 you know, um, Jermaine Brown is, is right now is playing slot receiver and probably will stay there. Um, so you you know you've got him as 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 another guy. You you know you have, um, you know, if 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 Warland Pollock can stay healthy, you know, he's a guy that that maybe you can get the ball out of the backfield, swinging the ball to him because. You know, we've never got a chance to see him, you know, uh, in person, you know, really in a, in a game because injuries have, have, have really hurt him. But everything right. I hear, hear about him from the coaching staff was, boy, you get him in open space. You know, you get him, you know, one on one in the flat, you know, swinging the ball and and he's dangerous and and he's fast. And so, you know, you know, maybe that because a part of the game, maybe, you know, um, you know, maybe Dwayne McBride, you know, who really didn't have a chance, to, I don't think he caught a pass last year. Um, but you know, he's capable. And so, you know, maybe he becomes a bigger part of the you know, the, maybe the running back in general becomes a bigger part. So there's different ways, you know, you can you can panic all you want, uh, or you can think you can wanna panic all you want, but there's different ways to, to attack this and we'll see what they do. I mean, you know, um, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, we right. don't know what, what they have in mind and, and, you know, and, and that's fine, you know, that's fine. But I think, I think there's enough playmakers, um, that if the, if even without wide receiver depth, I think there's enough playmakers if, if, if wide receiver depth doesn't develop, you know, cause you also got to, you know, uh, you know, there's Perry keys and Austin McGee and some other guys that might have a chance, you know, to, right. to develop into a, a, you know, a guy they're capable that's capable so even if it doesn't develop you still got a lot of playmakers and different you just kind of have to you don't do it a different way
0: right and and I know you just mentioned you know um, them moving a Jermaine Brown over to the slot receiver position I, I love that move and I'm glad that they're doing that and that just you know gives Jermaine Brown the chance to show off that speed even more you know with that you know the with the running back position being so deep and it's almost clear to see that Dwayne McBride is going to be the number one guy um, toting the rock in the backfield. Now that Spencer Brown is gone and moved on. Um, it, it was great to see Dwayne McBride get those two scores. Um, I'm sure he looked great, you know, in, in the scrimmage that you saw. Oh, um,
1: well, he's a grown but- man. Grown. <laughs> I, and I, I will say this one, the one part I think I can say about the scrimmage is that from here, from his vast viewpoint or his performance, is, you know, yeah, it's great. He scored the two touchdowns that, that they put in their, in their notes But the the one part that I think I enjoyed most of the scrimmage from him, from, from watching him, was they, um you know, in, in every one of Coach Clark's scrimmages, and most guys do this, they, they do some situation work toward the end of it. And, they you know, they do, you know, goal line going in, and then they do you know, goal line coming out. You know, so basically you're 99 yards away and you're trying to, get the ball out. And, and, um, you know, you get it to about the 30 and then they reset if you get it out at all, um, going against a number, um, you know, a one defense and a one offense and coming out of the end zone. I'm telling you, he has some grown man runs out of the end zone that were Mm -hmm. just, just, I mean, and, and they did a great job blocking and really the defense did a pretty good job too. But, um, on, you know, in that situation, but there was one series where they got out to about the 30 and three plays maybe, and all runs by him. And it was just like, Oh, my, God. <laughs> he was just <laughs> running through people. So that's, you know, that was kind of one moment from that, 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 that just showed, you know, what, um, you know, what he's, he's capable of. And I, you know, I, I really think that going into the year, there's, there's, there's no question, that sincere McCormick is the number one running back in the conference. No question. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the year that there's a question. I mean, I think this guy has a chance. This guy can, if he gets the carries that I think he's going to get staying healthy. Of course. um, I think he has a chance to, to be considered in that same, in the same breath as sincere McCormick. I really do. Even as a, you know, even as, as a freshman again, you know, he'll be a, a second year freshman, but even as a young guy, he is just so good, you know, and and we saw that. I mean, we you know, we saw that in a in a very limited chance, but um mm-hmm. having this guy, you know, run you know, 20, 25, 30, 20, you know, whatever it may be, whatever whatever they feel like they need to give him is going to be we're going to have a lot of fun watching that.
0: Yes, I'm ready, man. Let's go. Let's go. Give yeah, him the I rock, mean, man. Yeah. Yes.
1: And there's and there's there's guys behind him. I mean, I, you know, I, I think obviously you know, Lucius Stanley has has Proven himself, you know, um, oh, yeah. You know, we haven't seen Lee Witherspoon yet, but I mean, I, I mean, this is a cat who had 59 touchdowns Oof. in, in his only year as a high school running back and 12 times they had one call back. Wow. He, we counted for 71 touchdowns in his only, and, and, um, mm. you know, he's, he's, you know, he's probably, I mean, I don't know speed wise if he's a fast, I mean, he's known for his speed. So, You know, you, you got that, that's, he's going to be in the mix, you know, Pollock's going to be in the mix. Right. Uh, Hopefully, you know, if again, if he, if he stays healthy, um, who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. Right. Um,
0: well, you know Larry Wooden, too. Um, yeah,
1: Larry Larry Woodin. From from what I understand is is uh, they they've moved moved him again. From what I understand, you know again this is springtime. I think right. they're look. I think they're looking at him at, at, at on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not sure where, but I think they're looking at him to see you know because the running back depth is, right. is is so good. But you know Larry Wooden was a guy that by the end of the year, you know I mean in the championship game. Um, You know, first off, he started against Rice, but, um, you know, and and you got to give that kid a lot of credit because he basically had two years of very few carries just because it was so, you know, and he came in that Rice game, started, played well, and then, you know, McBride had a hamstring problem in the second half of the championship game, and it was Larry Wooden that came in next, you know, and he had a couple really tough runs, one for a first down on, um, I think it was a third down run, and, in fact, he was running so tough that the announcers didn't know, had no idea that McBride was hurt, and they were calling him McBride. You go back and watch that game, and, and yeah, two you know, the two times he carried the ball, two of the times he carried the ball in the fourth quarter, both times they called him McBride. So, you know, so that's showing <laughs> that's a guy who runs tough right there. So, yeah, um, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it starts with McBride. I mean, there's no, no doubt, but I think there's so, there's a lot of. You know, very good pieces at running back too. That are gonna, you know, are gonna have to get get some carries. You know, and and um, so they're good there. I mean, they're 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 good there, and and um, and they have a, a you know a great one <laughs> running running enough you know with the first teams right now in McBride. Yes.
0: Yes. Well, you know, since we just talked about the running backs, I figured it's, you know, very fitting that we go ahead and talk about the offensive line play. And I'm just assuming, you know, since Dwayne McBride looked really well and others look really well, that the offensive line had to look really well, at least in that scrimmage that you saw.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, when you bring back basically, you know, your top seven guys, um, right. you, you know, you, you're just you're not going to lose. They're not losing them bit of sleep over those guys you know i mean I, you know, I i think that um you got some guys that um yeah i mean you got all conference guys you know and yeah. uh, and you know you're probably i mean you're definitely a little better going in than you were last year even though you're felt really solid last year but these guys have another year so so you know and and um and uh you know uh Kadeem telford has has proven now you know he was you know, they didn't know where he fit last year coming in and, you know, had to give him in a little better shape. And now, you know, now he's an all-conference you know all conference quality guy. Good. Um, I think they've got some numbers. You know, I think, you know, some of these guys this spring that, that might show that they're, you know, capable. I think Chris Noble might show he's capable. He'll, you know, he'll he'll play tackle behind Sydney Wales. You know, uh, it'd be hard to get on, you know, on the field for some of these guys. But I think that there's um, – you know, I think they they could go eight nine deep this year instead of seven. Now that doesn't mean eight or nine gonna get in there, but I think they're gonna have eight or nine guys that are capable of, of of playing and um but you know those top seven with Andrew Smith and and Rikert at center and right and uh you know just um, you know just so so solid at, at guard and tackle, you know, I mean Colby Ragland's all conference, Sydney Wells is all conference. Um you know, I think that Matthew Traherne really um, is, you know, is a kind of an emotional guy there that really proved himself last year. Um, so, I mean, they're loaded. I mean, they're 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 loaded. you know, Jacoby Jones is that swing guy, and Jacoby Jones is that you know is that guy that can play the, you know, the the extra tight end guy when they want to get physical. And so, I mean, they they look great. I mean, I can say that from yesterday, they looked really good. And um, now I'm sure that Richard Owens and you know Cameron Blankenship and Bill Clark and and um, and Brady uh, and coach Vincent um mm-hmm. you know I think that I think they're going to find some flaws you know but uh, that's, <laughs> that's what they do but um right but uh you know they're good they they're good up there and 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 they're going to be real good up there their time so there's don't like I say you don't lose any sleep over those guys
0: good good that's great to hear especially going up against a really quality defensive line that you know that we feel that UAB is going to have this year, as always, under Clark, too. So that's great to hear about the offensive line play. Um, Now, the last position we hadn't talked about on the offensive side of the ball is quarterback play. And I will say, Steve, you know, looking at the official uh, statement from UAB off of the first scrimmage, uh, there were, what, Four intercept, five, intercep- yeah, uh, five interceptions? yeah, five interceptions. Yeah, Mac McWilliams had uh, two interceptions. Will Bowler, Dijon Turner, and Kelly Sanders each had one. So there were five interceptions thrown uh, in this first scrimmage um, during spring practice. Now I don't want to overreact because you know like you- like we've said before, it's just the first scrimmage, so don't don't overreact to anything. But can you talk a little bit about the quarterback play uh, that you saw during the first scrimmage?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's solid. I mean, you know, and okay. and, and and again, I am not um a believer in it's always the quarterback's fault, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm re- I'm really not. And, and and um and and the other thing too is is you you're talking about um and, and I'm not making excuses here cuz you can't you can't turn the ball over. I mean, you just can't. But you're talking about a scrimmage which is probably 150 plays. Right. You know, um where in a, in a ball game, you're going to probably snap the ball, you know, depending on, on what type of tempo you play, you're going to set the ball and probably in between 50 and 80 times a game. So you're talking about double, triple the plays, depending on what your tempo is. Right. Um, so there's a lot more plays, you know? So there's a lot more, you know, but, um, yeah, you can't turn the ball over, but I thought, I thought the quarterbacks were solid. You know, I, I thought, um, and I think they are solid. You know, I, I think, um, uh, you know, Tyler, this is Tyler Johnson's team and, and, um, you know, he's, he's, he's going to do what he does and, um, you know, he's going to make a mistake every now and again, but he's going to make some big throws too. And, and, uh, right. you know, I think they had, I don't know what the final touchdown passes were, but I think they threw four or five. I mean, I, I think I, you know, I just off the top of my head. Um,
0: it, it was, it was five. Yeah.
1: Okay. So five. So, you know, they had some good moments and, and, um, you know, um, part of that is, you know, good news, bad news is, yeah, you talk about, well, they threw five interceptions and you don't like that, but it's also a defense that came up with five interceptions. So, yeah, true. you know, so that, that's good. But, you know, I, I do think um, one thing I was pleased with and the first time I got a chance to really to see him, uh, you know, I really thought that um, I really enjoyed watching Dylan Hopkins, you know, um, I mean because, you know, last year, obviously, he didn't really get a chance. He was hurt all year and and sick and you know different things and um just just was a non factor and you know I thought he looked really good physically um right. and I thought he you know when he you know, when he was throwing the ball whether it be you know in seven on seven beforehand or or you know in the scrimmage I thought he threw the ball well and and, and played well so um was happy to see that and you know I think Lucero was solid, you know, and, and so I think you have three quarterbacks that, um, that you can feel comfortable with now. And, 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 you know, yeah, I think there's still gotta be progression by all three. I mean, there's, you know, but we're, you know, we're still early in spring or we're still in spring yeah. and, and there's gotta be progression all three. But, um, I, I think the biggest thing that, that, that I came away with from just seeing yesterday or yeah, yesterday's scrimmage was, um, I was happy with, I was happy with, with to see where where Hopkins was because you know yes. that was um, that was the one thing you just didn't really know because you didn't see him last year. I mean, he just didn't get you know just you know his body you know whether it was injuries or, or you know or, or or illness you know he just didn't get a chance and and so right um, so it was good to see that he's he's back out there and you know I, there was he's he um, I mean this is a guy that quarterbacked him into the championship game. you know, in, in 19 and, and, um, and he is, in, in my opinion, in my, in my view, he is so much better now than he was then. Great. So, so he's made strides. I mean, he's made strides. And, and, and so, um, you know, I think they're okay. I think they're okay. I know some people panic and, you know, think why, you know, but I think they're okay at quarterback. I do.
0: Well, that's, that's, you know, I was going to interject real quick. That's great to hear about Hopkins because like you said, we didn't get to see him at all last year. You know, it was uh, Johnston. And then when Johnston got hurt, it was Lucero. But you go back to the 19 season, like you, like you just said, Steve, you know, he led Hopkins helped lead UAB to that championship game. And we saw, you know, glimpses of greatness. You go back to that Louisiana tech game, you know, he had a couple key passes in that Mm -hmm. game to help us get over tech and, that's that's just great to hear because we really didn't hear hardly anything about him last year. But, I mean, that's just because, you know, with illness and the craziness of the 2020 season, we just didn't get to see Hopkins on the field. But that is great to hear that it seems that, you know, whether it be Hopkins or Lucero, that, you know, of course, as you just mentioned earlier, this is Johnston's team. But, you know, it's great to have those two guys right behind him if needed.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially you just don't know. You know, Ty Johnson's had some, you know, injury issues over his career, obviously, and, you know, most guys have. Right. And so, you, you know, you you can't go into the season, you know, thinking you don't have another, you know, another guy behind anybody. And I'm not talking about just quarterback. I mean, you don't want to go into the season thinking, um, you know, hey, this uh, this guy's great, but boy, if he gets hurt, we're dead. You know, I mean, you, you know, yeah, don't you want to, yeah, you want to say, well, this guy's great, but hey, if, if something happens because this is football, right. then, then you know, we got you know this guy or that guy or the other guy ready. So, you know, I, I think I think they'll be fine at quarterback no matter what. You know, obviously, Tyler Johnson is a starter for a reason. Right. Um, obviously, if uh, if he were to go down for some reason during the season, it's the next guy's not going to be quite as good because Tyler Johnson beat him out, but that doesn't mean that you can't keep, you know, that doesn't mean you can't tailor, tailor what you do to his strengths and, and just move on. So, um, um, you know, I, you know, I I think one thing that Dylan Hopkins gives you that, that Lucera doesn't is the ability to run. Right. So, um, you know, I think, like I said, I thought he looked good physically. I'm not sure what his, what his problem was. Actually, I think he might've had a foot injury or, I don't really know. Um yeah. but but he looked good and he look um looked like he's healthy and from what I understand he is and so um you know I, I again I, I you know I didn't I, I came away feeling good about the quarterback situation. Even though there was, you know, that's a lot of interceptions. Um but, you know, I don't know just watching it where I was, I don't know how much of that was on them. You know, there was um you know, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard. To, a lot of times we blame, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just blame, you know, we'll say, well, you know, he shouldn't have thrown the ball there. There was a case like, you know, the, in the Louisiana Tech game last year, and and I don't know for sure um, where the throw was supposed to be, but the the one that was returned for a touchdown after the lateral, um, mm-hmm. it looked to me like Swap didn't get to his spot. Yeah. Okay. And Lucera throws it, goes right to the um, – that cat that was who had two interceptions, whatever his name was, he was a player of the week. That's um it. and you know, he he intercepts his ladders are going down and it's a touchdown. You know, and, and of course you, everybody's like, well, oh Lucera well, shouldn't have thrown the ball. Well maybe maybe Shropshire should have been there. I mean I don't know. What you know the coaches know and the coaches know what the play is and in the in the in the film I'm sure they made sure to tell who you know they knew whose fault was. But what right. my point, my kind of my point is we don't always know who was supposed to be where, you right. know, and and who who didn't, you know, who got who got caught up. I mean, I, I go back to that Tennessee game in, in nineteen, when okay. Tyre Johnson threw the interception on the first play of the game. Um, well, you know, he he makes a throw to the spot he was supposed to make a throw to. Hayden Pittman didn't get there. Now Hayden Pittman didn't get there because the guy was basically tackling them yeah. five yard, and they didn't make the call. And um so yeah that's a bad play but you know what if they throw the flag there which they should have then um it's a different you know, conversation it's yeah. it's a different conversation and and um so it's not always cut, is, is cut and dried as like it's just the quarterback's fault now you know a quarterback's got to have big shoulders and they've got to take you know I got to take that on you know
0: yeah.
1: um certainly publicly but um you know so so we'll see, but again I guess all that long-winded stuff to say that <laughs> I think they're going to be solid at quarterback. And, and I, you know, I, 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 I don't have a worry
0: about that right now. Well, good, good to hear. I guess we'll go ahead and uh, switch over to the defensive side of the ball. And I guess we can just go ahead and talk about the cornerbacks um, again from the official statement from UAB, uh redshirt freshman cornerback, Mac Mac McWilliams uh, had two interceptions and Will Bowler, Dajon Turner, and Kelly Sanders each had one. So they were able to pick off the UAB offense five times. Um, Steve, you want to talk a little bit about the cornerback? Now, I know, um, you know, Starling Thomas didn't get to uh, play last year due to the injury, Um are you able to say if you saw Starling Thomas out there? Well, or? Starling
1: Thomas is back out. Yeah. He's, he's practicing this, this, um, this spring. I, I think he's, good. he's limited in some, in some sense, in some cases. Um, But I think he, you know, he's back out there and, and they're just, they're, they're, they're really good at corner. I mean, yeah, they lost a great cornerback in Bronte Harris, but you know, they, you know, obviously TD Marshall is, is, is a guy that's going to get some NFL looks if he has a season he's capable of. And, um, you know, Mack McWilliams, you know, with, with two picks yesterday and he's, you know, he's a guy who got a little time last year. He got, um, you know, Randy Moss against, uh, South Alabama oh, for a touchdown, yeah. but, but he learned, you know, I mean, I, I think he's going to be solid. I think Keandre Swoops has a chance to be, you know, really good CD Daniels, right. um, uh, Bynum, mm-hmm. um, Bynum, um, Troy Young, you know uh, who, who we talked about earlier, that was with safety. He's going to be. I think he's got a chance to be really good. So they're good. deep, they're deep and solid there. And 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 yes, I expect T- Starr and Thomas to be right right in that mix once uh, once the fall starts because he is back out and he is playing. Um, I, I I just think they they have to take a little easy with him at times, but uh, yeah. at times they don't. So they're 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 good there. They're they're real good there.
0: Good, great to hear. Um, I guess we can talk about the defensive line. Um, anything no. surprising that you saw, or was it just the same old nasty defensive line that we've seen the past few years with Clark?
1: Well, they're darn good. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that um, Kelly Sanders, you know, kind of jumped out physically to me that um, just seeing him, you know, I mean, I think he's, he's a guy who I think poised to have um, really step up and, and, um, you know, really have, you know, a, a good season. Uh, Justin Thomas, the, the the LSU transfer. You know, was my first time actually seeing him on a field. Holy Toledo, that guy, good, good. quick, strong. Um, Alex Wright just is um, is just continuing to develop. You know, I think Alex Wright's the kind of guy that's um, he's going to be. You know, a hands on the ground type guy at times. He's going to be stand up on the edge at times. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, he's a He's a grown man, you know, and, um, you know, this is his third season now, and, uh, you know, I think he's really poised to have a good year, and they're just, they're, they're so good inside him. There's so, there's so much depth there, you know, with, with Fishbank Williams, with, um, uh, you know, Tony Fair, you know, I think Isaiah Forte is a guy that, you know, that, we're, you know, we're going to look at this year, you know, who was, uh, junior college guy. They actually was a guy that was going to come to UAB out of high school, but he had to end up, in, junior college he's from Montgomery and um had some injury problems last year and didn't get a chance to to get out there but I think he's he's a guy that we're going to we're going to see this year um I think Antonio Moultrie is is um I I really thought last year he was an all-conference guy and he might he might have got mentioned in all-conference but you know I thought last year he had a sensational year and so they're just they're loaded up front you know and and uh, again I think Justin Thomas is you know, has a chance to be, you know, special, you know, I mean, he really does, but, uh, but I think Kelly Sanders has a chance to be special. And I think um, there's just a lot of guys up there and they, and they still have on their edge position. They still have, you know, the big guys that they have up there, but they still have the, um, uh, Nakia Eason and, and Jalen Ram and those speed and Kyle Harrell on the, uh, you know, speed guys on the outside there that, that they can mix things up. So I think you're going to see a lot of, um, I think you're gonna see some different things from them, but um, but they're, they're gonna be solid. I mean, they're gonna be you know numbers wise. I can't imagine you know anybody in the conference having more numbers than than than, they, than UAB has up front.
0: Good, and especially the depth that UAB has on the line.
1: Oh, um, it's yeah. tremendous. I mean, yeah, you, know, I mean yeah. you, you don't miss a step. I mean, you, right. know, you really don't. I mean, I, I mean you 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 know you got guys like you know I think Kevin Penn could be a solid player this year, but I don't know how much time he's going to get, for example. Now, that's just an example. And Forte's, you know, kind of the same thing. I mean, and Michael yeah. Fairbanks. I mean, I think these guys are solid players. It's just it's just hard to figure out, you know, how you're going to play them,
0: you know, because,
1: yeah. because you just have a lot of guys up there, which is a good, hey, that's a good problem to have. And you know, it, change it that. Is. <laughs> you know you'll, you'll be fresh and fresh and good, you know, I mean, no doubt. Right. And I guess
0: last but not least, we can kind of talk about the linebackers. Um, you know, you mentioned Noah Wilder earlier. Um, anybody else uh, kind of surprise you? Or, you know, by, I, we off the top, we mentioned, you know, they moved mole uh, from linebacker to right. safety. Um, anything else you can talk about in, that you yeah. saw from the linebackers?
1: I tell you, two, two guys that I, I really liked yesterday that, that I, I think are critical – to the depth at the, at the linebacker position is, is Deshaun Oliver and, uh, Will Connor. I think both those guys had, you know, uh, I mean, from, from my point of view watching, you know, obviously watching film might have said something different, but, you know, I really think that, you know, Deshaun Oliver was at Ramsey high school state championship team was one of the key players, but was more of a safety on that team. Um, but he's, you know, he's had some injury problems, um, you know, since he's been at UAB, and I think he's ready to to, to really play a role. I was, I, I thought he ran around and made some plays uh, yesterday. You know, I think Will Connor's kind of the same thing. You know, Will Connor played at Thompson High School, and um, you know, came in is a pretty highly regarded guy, and, and just hadn't had a chance really to get on the field because of some numbers. But I think he's he's a guy who's who's um, who I you know I liked yesterday, and I think he has a chance to to you know getting a, be a rotation guy that um, that they really need. Um, the transfer from West Virginia Charlie Benton, who I hear really good things about, was not able to play yesterday. Just a minor, you know, he's got minor. He just wasn't, wasn't able to play yesterday. I think he's he's practiced with them and from what I heard has been really solid and they're really excited about him. I think he's a guy um, just by talking to some people about him in high school in, in West Virginia Um, this guy's got a really good speed, you know, is it sideline to sideline really speed guy, kind of like Chris mole, you know, and so I, you know, I'm really excited to, to, to get a chance to see him at some point. Um, he's fine, you know, physically he's just, he's just a little banged up. So, um, um, didn't get a chance to see him Saturday, but, but I know they're really excited about him. So, um, you know, uh, they, they need to, they need to figure out some, some numbers there. And, and that's something that, um, you know, they're going to do, I mean, I think there's some other guys in the roster that they, that they like too. And, and, Mm -hmm. um, but, but I, you know, again, I thought, um, Deshaun Oliver and Will Connor, I thought, I thought they took a step forward, you know, Saturday at at, at times, you know? And, um, so, um, that's, that's kind of a, you know, if you, you know, if if you pick a, um, a position that you kind of are, um, Waiting to see, kind of like receiver on offense. I think inside linebacker is probably that position. Okay. Um, just just because you don't know what the you know you, you know we don't know as, as as UAB you know fans and and people who follow UAB we don't know Charlie Ben. Right. You know we haven't seen him on the field. Now we know he just transferred from West Virginia. And we know there's supposed to be good good thing. You know he's 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 a good player,
0: right. but we
1: don't really know him. So so we you know until we see it, you know now we know what what Noah Wilder's is capable of. You know, we knew what Chris Moe was capable of. So um, it's just gonna be a wait and see on that. Um, but I think it's a uh, um I think he's gonna be a positive player, and I think those other guys are gonna be able to play too. And and you know I think you're gonna have a little battle for the starters there. You know, and I think I would include Noah, Noah Wilder in that battle. I mean I don't think anybody's um, set right there. And, uh, it's going to be fun to watch when, you know, at the end of the, you know, at the conclusion of spring and, and then, you know, and then during fall camp.
0: Yes, definitely. And I guess, uh, anything on special teams that you noticed Steve?
1: Yeah, I didn't see much, you know, but, but I mean, you got to feel so good. I mean, um, um, Nick Vogel Jr., you know, <laughs> right? Matt, Matt Quinn was so good last year, um, you know, and, and so you'll you feel real solid about him. Kyle Greenwell has just progressed every year, and he's just, you know, he's, he's a senior, and and you know, so you feel really solid about him. Um, you know, the returners, uh, you know, you don't, you just don't know right now, you don't see that in scrimmages, and you really don't see that much. You know, there's not a whole lot of live stuff, but right. um, you know, I think I think Keandre Swoops is a guy who, who who could be a return guy for him. I think Ryan Davis is a guy who could be a punt returner for him. Um, you know, I think they've got some some guys. You know, T D Marshall can can return kicks. Um, you know, Damian Miller. You know, in high school, I think it was Damian. One of the Miller. I think it was Damian that was a big time um, kick returner in, in high school. You know, uh, uh, Starling Thomas was a big time kick yeah. returner. So I think you have a lot of pieces there. You know, I think Jermaine Brown could be a guy return kick. Um, so I think you have some some pieces to be some pretty good guys, you know, that um, uh, back to returning. It's just, you know, it's going to be hard. And that's something you're not going to really see to the season because they're not going to do – you know, they're not gonna really return kicks in, in the spring game either. So, you know, you're not really going to be able to see that. But as far as specialists go, I mean, I think Kyle Greenwell, the combination of Kyle Greenwell and Matt Quinn – is, you know, is toward, certainly toward the top of conference USA and conference USA always has pretty good kickers and punters. I mean, it's just yeah. been, uh, you know, it's been a lot of good, solid, very good kickers and punters. in you know, this conference. So I think, I think both those guys have, have, shown, have proven to be, um, you know, toward the top, you know, of, uh, coming in, will be considered two of the top guys in the conference. So, but you didn't get, you know, I obviously you don't see a lot of that yesterday. I, um, I thought just in the, you know, when they're just practicing and doing some stuff, I thought Greenwell really, Greenwell really kicked the ball well. Um, and I don't remember the numbers of what, you know, uh, uh, Matt Quinn got to kick some. Mm-hmm. I think he made, I think he made most of them, I think. But he, you know, good. again, those guys are proven. Oh. I mean, those, those guys are proven. And um, so, that you know, I feel really good about those guys coming in.
0: Well, great. Uh, you know, I had to ask you about that because you know our buddy uh, Trey Ragland would get on to us if we didn't talk about special teams. Yeah. Those specialties. yeah. <laughs> well, you know,
1: hey, there's no Trey Raglands out there, but you know they can only, uh, you know, but yeah, yeah, no, Trey, you know, Trey would be able to tell you, you know, more what, uh, you know, whether where those, uh, what kind of uh, specialists those guys are, but you know, and hey, Trey's one of those guys I'm talking about of, of you know, great you know, really, really solid, great punters and kickers that, that they've had over the years. I mean, you, you, it's amazing when you sit there and, and, and kind of go back and look at it, you know, how many how many really, you know, I mean, going back to Jake Arians yeah. and, you know, going back to guys back then and then, you know, Swayze Waters and uh, Ty Long, you know, who obviously is in the NFL and, right. you know, uh, Hunter Mullins and and Trey. And, um, you know, you just, just a lot of great, a lot of really good, you know, punters and kickers. And and, um, these two guys fit right into that.
0: Definitely. Well, guys, uh, UAB did announce that the spring game is going to be at Legion Field on Saturday, April the 10th at 1 p.m. You know, these tickets are actually going to be complimentary uh, thanks to uh, Pepsi sponsoring the event. So definitely make sure and make your plans to get out to the old gray lady one last time on april the 10th and get to see these guys in the green and gold one last time at legion field Um, i'm definitely looking forward to that um very quickly before we get out i did want to hit on some basketball notes steve um we did you know we had a bunch of uh people elect to uh, enter the transfer portal um simeon kirkland uh, jalen benjamin uh, kasim nicholson just and a couple others uh did announce their intent to enter the portal and they entered the transfer portal but Andy Kennedy already working his magic, man. Uh, yeah. Ford KJ Buffin out of Ole Miss, six foot se- uh, seven. I mean Jamal Johnson from Auburn. I mean, already getting two SEC transfers into. Uh, they're going to be playing in Barto Arena next year. That's just a great sign of things to come. And I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we hear you know some news in the next couple of days of maybe having another transfer come in.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we'll hear something fairly soon about you know whoever the next guy is. But you know, Buffin, you know, is not only six seven, he's two thirty. You know, and uh, so yeah. he's a big you know physical guy. And and not only the SEC transfers are SEC starter transfers. You know, right? And Jamal Johnson is gives you that that outside shooting um, that that you know you need. Um, and there'll, there'll be some others, but uh, that's that was a that was that, that was a, that's a nice start. And yes. you know, we'll see what uh, what you know. There's still some work to be done but uh you know you you, uh, you definitely have a lot of confidence in what uh Andy Kennedy and his and his uh staff are, are you know are going to bring in and it's this is going to be uh I think it's going to be a special year next year once he gets this roster together and and I sure hope that they can open up uh Bartow again and and we could have that place jumping, you know, yes. I mean, it sure would be nice to, for everybody. I mean, for, for every team and every program, it would be nice to at least get back, you know, a little bit to re, to, to the old times, I guess you yes. want to say, um, do it smart, but, uh, you know, but it would be nice to, once he builds this roster, I think it's going to be a special roster and, and, you know, potentially
0: a special season. Yes, I agree with you there, Steve. Now, guys, I just setting up what the show is going to look like uh, the next couple weeks. We're going to definitely look to try to do another episode before the spring game just to, you know, let Steve tell us what's going on uh, with uh, spring practice. Um, But also after the spring game, we're going to try to do uh, like an instant reaction recap to what we saw the spring game. Uh, Steve and David Crane, they're actually going to be on the radio for the spring game. That's awesome. I just saw that yeah. um, not too long ago. So that's going to be great. Um, but, yeah, we've got those, you know, for you to look forward to. But definitely I want to just tell you guys, uh, we definitely appreciate you guys week in and week out listening to us and sharing us on Twitter and Facebook and um, on the Internet to, to all the Blazer fans. But I definitely want to just encourage you, if you haven't subscribed to us on a platform, Please subscribe to us. That way you don't have to worry about going out and downloading each episode. It just goes automatically to your device. You know, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, YouTube, Um, Podbean. We're on just a bunch of different plat- Google Podcasts, a bunch of different platforms that you know you just use one and subscribe to us, and that way you don't even have to worry about going to find our new episode. It automatically comes straight to your device. Uh, that would, you know, help you out and help us out, you know, and just help us grow the grow this podcast, you know, because Steve and I, yeah. we love doing it. Um, and also, thank you guys for helping us to get over 300 followers on Twitter and Facebook. That was an awesome little mi- milestone for us to finally get over 300. But we look to grow even more than that. But just thank you guys for all that you do. If you're not following us on Twitter, um, follow us at twitter.com blazerpod slash But we'll see you guys next time. You guys be safe out there and go Blazers.